Hello. Welcome to the Macaw Podcast, Podcast Universe. universe. Uh, we're in the mid. Well, not really the middle of the Shrek. We're in part two of five for Shrek. Shrek, yes. Uh, this one's just called Shrek Two. Shrek Two. There's no fun extra title. Uh, those will begin in the next film. There also doesn't need to be for this one. No, but I mean, if you're gonna do a title thing, you should stick it out till the end. That's like yeah. the Scott Ackerman thing. Isn't that? Yeah, I agree with that. I think this is kind of going to what I'm about to say. Yeah. There's nothing kind of isn't is more annoying than when there's a second movie being made, mm-hmm. and of course, the fir- when the first movie came out, there wasn't any idea or hope that there would ever be a second one. Yeah, but because the first one did so well, you got a second one now, and it's like oh, if only they just like could have. Like Pl- maybe maybe it in the title or something. Maybe planned it, sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, but alas, I, I, someone has tried doing that, and it's called Universal with the Dark Universe, yeah. and it didn't work. So maybe people shouldn't try that. The one that bugs me the most is uh, the John Wick. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, because it's it's John Wick, then it's John Wick Chapter Two. So then the next one should be John Wick Chapter Three, but it's John Wick Chapter Three. Uh, parabolum, parabellum, or something. Par- parabellum, or yeah, parabellum, uh, with a semicolon in the middle. And a it's semicolon like, or a colon? Or a colon. colon okay, yeah. I'm like, semicolon would be insane. The, the only way I'd be happy about it is if when they come out with four, it was like John Wick, Chapter Four, Feast at the at the Night of the Tables, uh, parentheses, uh, the final chapter. Or so if they made it like made a it four part quadrant yeah. thing, that would be so funny but because then on shrek it's like the next movie is going to be shrek the third and then shrek forever after and huge missed opportunity on shrek forever after it's spelled f-o-r-e-v-e-r it should be shrek four ever after yep Yep. that's a and and that's like that's like a shrek joke that's like something shrek would do because i mean of course that would look horrible but that's a shrek thing so i'm not sure why they didn't do that frankly um when when we have the director of Shrek Forever After on the Shrek Forever After episode, we'll have to ask him about it. Yeah, we got a really big guest on that one. Who directs that movie? Mike Mitchell. Who's that? He Well, this is getting production notes on that one. You have to listen to that episode okay. to find out who it is. I think Mike is lying. Yeah, he's not coming on. Um, that He, though, he directed, funny enough, he directed Lego Movie 2, and that one has a very clever title because they're like making fun of titles. Because it's like the Lego movie. Then the second movie is the Lego movie to the second part. Yeah. And I think that's very funny. Yeah. Um, but today we're talking Shrek. Two. Two. Yes. And um, I'll just go. I'm okay. just going to go off to the races. Um, movie came out in 2004. Yeah. To the, uh, May 19th, 2004. We were in fourth grade. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw it in theaters. I was crazy about this movie. At the time, I was like, this is way better than the first one, and I love the first one, and I bought it. I think I bought it with my own money, Whoa! and I I watched it all the Could time. Could this be the first movie you you purchased? Um, it, Yeah, I think it is. I think it is, because um, Nacho Libre came out later, right? I think so. I'll double check. Okay, because it's either that or Nacho Libre, I think. Um, but this movie is directed by Andrew Adamson. Again, he directed the first movie. Yeah, so uh, this this is the first movie I bought on DVD, probably. Wow, it's a good one. Um, so it's directed by Andrew Adamson and Kelly Asbury. Um, and that's a guy, Kelly Asbury. Um, and Kelly Asbury also did Nomeo and Juliet and Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron, or... Uh, is that a sequel to Spirit? No, that's the movie Spirit. But it's like a... a uh, colon. Colon. Spirit of the Cimmerillion. Come on, Mike. C- get your punctuation. Cimarron. Cimarron. Um, and what's interesting is Kelly actually was a co-director on Shrek, but he left the project because he had disputes with Andrew. Um, and then he went and he directed Spirit. And then they... Isn't Matt Damon Spirit? They got back together for this movie. Uh, I don't know. I'm also going to look that up. And then this has a third director, which is Conrad Vernon. Conrad's um, a cool name. Conrad is a cool name, and he directed the one and only Madagascar 3 and the one and only Sausage Party. Matt Damon. 
Matt Damon. Wow. So he directed Sausage Party. Yeah. And um, you know, it's not uncommon for that Seth Rogen did animated. No, he produced it and I think wrote it. Um, oh, it's not uncommon for uh, animated movies to have two or three directors. That's pretty standard, I think. Unless it's like a real stickler, like a Brad Bird or something, who's like, I'm directing this movie. Um, yeah. Uh, we got uh, produced by Aaron Warner, David Lipman, John H. Williams. I believe they also pr- produced the first movie. Um, screenplay by Andrew Adamson, Joe Stillman, J. David Stern. No, Stem. Uh, St- J-, J. David Stem. And he did an all-time like Nickelodeon classic movie that people our age would love. TV movie? I think so. Clock Stoppers. I don't know what that is. Oh, what? You didn't see Clock Stoppers? It's the it's the movie that they um they had a watch that they could stop time or they could speed it up so fast that it slowed down and they froze paintballs to fight bad guys and stuff. First of all, look at the cover for this. Yeah. That was a movie I rented and we watched it like two or three times. No, I've never seen what? this before. I thought that was like a rite of passage for everybody. And I'm a Nickelodeon kid. I've never seen that. Unless maybe I have and I forgot. Huh. But I mean, this kid looks, man, this looks like a 30-year-old man. He's got like a Freddie Prince Jr. vibe going on. Yeah, but he ain't Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> no. no one is. And then this guy also Wait, did... there's only two Scooby-Doo's, right? Yeah. <sighs> we I should know. do that as a bonus episode. Sometime. Maybe. I love Scooby-Doo. I mean, I don't like that movie. Yeah. But it would be so much fun to rewatch it. French Stewart's in that. French Stewart is in Clockstoppers. Wow. We were talking about French Stewart off mic just a second ago, who's um, Ernest, for yeah, those any, who don't remember. Anyone who is on the fence about watching the show Community, or if you've never heard of the show Community, mm-hmm. it's on Hulu. I'm sure most of you have subscriptions to that. Go to Community. Veronica and Troy would know the exact season and episode number, but I don't. Mm-hmm. But it's the episode where he, where, where they're impressionists, and they're all impersonating Good famous luck trying to people. find it if you've never seen the show. Stewart, maybe <laughs> Google it. Google French Stewart Community, and it'll pop yeah, up. And go. then watch that episode. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, David D- J. David Stem. He also wrote "Are We There Yet?" Good for him. And then we got David N. Weiss, and he is his writing partner. Uh, we got story by a- Andrew Adamson, music by Harry Gregson Williams again. And then we got the budget, and this budget is $150 million. Domestic, $441,226,247. Worldwide, Nine hundred nineteen million eight hundred thirty-eight thousand. It did better than the first one. Fifty-eight. It makes nearly a billion dollars. So it doubles the last one. Yeah, makes a ton of money. So this was, of course, a massive uh, success. One could even call it huge. And it's uh, DreamWorks distributed and produced. Mm-hmm. So um, hit us, hit us with. Uh, the actors and whatnot, where are we at? So apart, aside from all of the people who were in the, the first movie, mm-hmm. Fiona, Donkey, Shrek, people like that. You Cameron, know, Eddie, Mike. Oh, right. Who did I say? Fiona, Donkey, Shrek. Oh, okay. I'm like, you said those names. I'm like, I thought I just mentioned those <laughs> people. Um, so there you have Julie Andrews, who plays the queen. That's just like the name. Her name's Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, she, You will know her from... Well, her first acting credit was in 1949. Wow. The Singing Princess. And she was Princess Zayla. And then in 1965, she's in Sound of Music. In 1976, she's in Pink Panther Strikes Again. Whoa. Sounds good. She was uncredited, though. I'm pretty sure though. I've seen that. Um, and then in 2001, obviously people I'm skipping over like most of her career. She's she in a, a lot of stuff. a very storied career. And then in 2001, she's on On Golden Pond and Princess Diaries. That's what everyone oh, wants yeah, to hear. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she is in Shrek 2 in 2004, as well as Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement. Chris Pine's in that movie. Did you know that? In Princess Diaries 2 Royal yeah. Engagement? Yeah. No, I didn't. Talk I, about a little double check. I never watched the sequel. Did you like the first one? Yeah. I remember not liking the second one very much. I'm sure it's horrible. I mean, right? That that's a one and Chris done Pine. kind of thing. Yeah, 
I loved the first one. Though. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. Um, I really identified with her. What's her name? Being a princess? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Just like being someone who was unpopular uh-huh. and always wanting that like transformation thing. Oh, I don't remember the movie. Oh. <laughs> I just remember something about her being outside and there's basketball. That's about it. Hmm. Um, then you have Which an- could totally not even be in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Then you have Antonio Banderas. Oh, f- actually, fun fact about Princess Diaries. And I think I've told you this. You know the guy that she ends up with in Princess Diaries? No. Okay, so she ends up with this, this guy in Princess Diary. That's when she gives him the pizza and sorry is spelled out and M&M's on it. Very cute. Okay. But that guy is Jason Schwartzman's brother. Oh. And that guy is actually more famous, I think, in a band than he is as an actor because I don't think he really does anything. Yeah, He's so in a band that's kind of well known. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Antonio <laughs> Banderas, who plays Puss and Boots, um, also, he's also in just a ton. He's got a ton of acting credits. Um, a lot of it's Spanish, Hispanic uh, acting credits. Poos. In 1993, he's in Philadelphia. 1994, interview with a vampire, oh. where he has Very luscious long, long hair. hair and nails. Yeah. 1995, he's in Desperado. 1998, Mask of Zorro. 2001, Spy Kids. Well, wait. What was the one before? Mask of Zorro. It's a good thing to point out because he plays Zorro in this movie, basically. Because Puss in Boots this is, is a Zorro. Yeah. So then Spy Kids is in 2001. And then Spy Kids 2, Island of Lost Dreams, is 2002. And then Spy Kids 3D, game over. He's in all 2003. three. 2003, yeah. They made yeah. They, they made like him 2001, 2002, 2003? Yeah. That's bonko. Yeah. Do you, do you like those did you like those i i only saw the first two but i liked them oh the when third I was a one kid. has elijah wood in it yeah there's that that's where they're in the video game yeah oh, i man. really like i remember really enjoying all of them they were they were just so much fun to me yeah but yeah elijah wood was in it sustain a whole series on that or would that have to be like a one episode cover all thing we should just watch the first movie and see yeah we might have a lot to say I feel yeah. like I have a lot to say, but I also that could not be the case by the time we do it. <laughs> but I mean, Elijah Woods in it, yeah. So I think that was one of the first times, two thousand three, like in third grade. Really, like watched Fellowship of the Ring, just so obsessed with it. And then I see Elijah Wood in the Spy Kids movie, and I'm like, Frodo is in another movie. And I think <laughs> that I had like a little crush on him without knowing it, because oh, okay. I was like so like respected like you respected his decision to take the ring so much yeah that you started crushing yeah but then it, it's quickly moved over to i thought you were more of a sam no i was saying oh, i'm a sam oh, person you, yeah i think i was just so excited to see some see him see a frodo uh-huh. another movie yeah we're never gonna get to shrek too because i just want to talk about all these other movies <laughs> no keep going keep um, going you're good so then john cleese who plays king yeah this is a monty python i just wrote monty python because yeah, i didn't have a lot of time to go over it but yeah he's a huge guy well, he's not physically huge. He yeah. kind of seems tall. He's probably tall. But he's in one of the greatest comedy troops of all time. Yeah. And then Rupert, I don't actually remember what his last oh, name is. Oh, is this Prince Charming? What's his last name again? Rupert. Everett, right? Okay, that's what I wrote, but I just wasn't sure if that was him. Yeah, I think it's Rupert Everett. Yeah, Rupert Everett, who plays Prince Charming. Um, Tell me what else he's in. He's in Best Friend's Wedding, My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh, of course. He's in Shakespeare in Love. Oh, of course. He's in Inspector Gadget. Oh. He's the bad guy. Of course. Um, Didn't know that until scrolling Just through, now, looked yeah. at the cover, and I was like, oh, that's what I recognize him from. He's in like a million other things. I, he has like a very forgettable face to me. Yeah, I when I looked, I, very, didn't, I didn't recognize him. He's got like an army hammer complex to me where he's so symmetrically good looking that he's actually kind of boring to look yeah. at to me. Yeah. The army hammer one is a little different. That's why I think in, um, I think when like in, in sorry to bother you and in social network, when he's a jerk, he pops more, I think because he's, he's so, um, social network. I always forget he's in it. Always. He's yeah. In the he's twins, good. right? He's so good. Right? And yeah, he's the, the Winkelvoss twins. Um, I always forget. Yeah, but if you watch it, you're like, it's magnetic. So I, I think... Oh, I think, I'm not speaking to his acting. Yeah. I'm just speaking no, no, to no, his I, face. I know. I'm just saying, I think when he when he's in something where he's a little... Where he can have like that... Where he can have some aggression, 
Yeah. He, he pops a I lot I feel more. like in uh, Sorry to Bother You, he was, whatever his wardrobe decision was, it was more to make him look a little, he just seemed kind of um, more a little overweight to me. I don't yeah. think he was. Yeah. No, no, no. He was wearing like sweats. He had like uh, that movie unshaven is so face. wild. Have you? Do you ever just think about? Yeah. The, the third act of that movie. Yeah, but I don't think I could ever watch that movie again. Yeah, I don't know. Um, what was I gonna say? But he's a nocturnal animals. Yeah, and he's kind of in that one. He's just he's kind so of there, pretty, right? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have much to do, but it's yeah. just like, wow, he's really good looking. You look, you know, shot, scene change, and it's like you don't even remember that you saw him. Yeah. At least for me. Um. And then the last thing I wrote was there is this character in the movie who is like the bar maiden. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to tell people that's Larry King. Wow. And that's, the name is Ugly Stepsister. That's that is one of the funniest jokes in the movie. Yeah. Okay, so do you want me to jump back in? Oh, you have more? Or, well, I didn't do any of the production notes. I only have a few. You uh, didn't do Oh, yeah, okay. Go yeah, ahead. Did, I'm done. You're done. Okay. So Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, and Cameron Diaz negotiated $10 million to voice sequel, which is much higher than their $350,000. Sorry, what? They did what? They, they, they got paid $10 million to do this movie, whereas okay. the previous movie... $10 they, million altogether or each? Each, okay. whereas last time they were paid three hundred fifty. Okay. So that's... Um, $350,000? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, but apparently, see, I don't know how true this is, but each actor worked 15 to 18 hours on the total movie. So imagine getting paid $10 million to work for about 16 or 17 hours total. Crazy. Do you know what that's like now? Like how long, are, how long actors might spend on an animated movie? I don't know. That'd be interesting to look up. That would be. Um, that, that might be average. Yeah, it just seems like when you see those two numbers next to each other, it seems ridiculous. But I mean, and also if they can negotiate the deal, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Um, so the screenwriters for the first film, Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, they wanted to do a traditional fairy tale for this one, but left the project when they weren't able to. When they, could. why would they do that? It's the whole point of Trek is it's not. I know. I don't know. I don't know what their idea was there. Um, and they started production on this movie in 2001 before Shrek was released. Wow. Um, so they could, they did have an opportunity to make Shrek a different title. Um, and then, so there's an early, so this is a direct quote from Wiki. There's in an early version of Shrek 2, Shrek abdicated the throne and called for a fairy tale election. Pinocchio's campaign was the honesty campaign, while Gingy's <laughs> was a smear campaign. <laughs> director Andrew Adams said it was overly satirical and political with many funny ideas, but it was more intellectual than emotional. Okay. That's a, probably a good call. It's, it sounds like a really funny movie. It does though. sound really funny, but in terms of like it being a family movie and for kids, yeah, like that yeah. makes sense. Um, and then this was nominated for, um, like honesty campaign and it's Pinocchio. Yeah. It's so funny. It's nominated for, uh, two Academy Awards. Uh, best original song, Accidentally in Love, the first song in the movie. What's that one? Um, Accidentally in Love, where they're where they're at their honeymoon. One of their first of many montages, because that's what they have to do in these movies. Yep, yep. And then uh, it didn't win Best Animated Feature. Can you believe that? What one? Well, there was this other movie that came out that year by Pixar, um, and it was called Incredibles. And that oh, one won. cool. Of course. That, how could how could you? I mean, the movie came out in two thousand four. Incredibles. Uh, yeah, that's the year this came out. Yeah. Then yeah. That's so long ago. I know. And, and what was it like a thirteen year in between those movies? Incredibles is so good. Yeah, it's great. The second one's great too, but yeah. the first one just—it's the only good live action Fantastic Four movie. That's the whole thing about it. Yeah. They like actually cracked the. They just did it. It's so good. It's so good. Let's jump in. So the movie starts, and you got Prince Charming narrating. So it starts the same way as the first movie, mm -hmm. the fairy tale book. Mm -hmm. And it's being open, and it's talking about this Prince Charming who goes to a castle. And then you see this Prince Charming guy, and he's going to the same places we saw Shrek. And they just Fiona. they start the movie right off with one of the funniest jokes from the first movie. Yeah. He opens the curtain around the bed and it's 
the wolf from Little Red Riding Hood in a grandma pajamas reading and eating potato chips. Yeah. And it's like, and he says, what? That's it. That's all yeah. he says. And, and, and it's so funny because before that, like Prince Charming takes off his helmet and he like whips his hair in mm-hmm. slow motion and then he puts on lip gloss mm-hmm. and he's getting ready to kiss and then that's what he sees. And already in the rewatch, I'm thinking this is such a smart way to start this movie. I agree. Because it really ties it together, but it's also like, okay, we're going to explore some new territory here. Yeah. So it's like the catalyst of the whole movie. So what's good about it in in connecting the two movies is it actually like the first movie has consequences that um, force the second movie to come into being mm. rather than them just like getting into a, a second issue or something. Yeah. It's it's not like um, it's not like the Mad Max like serialized thing where they're all kind of closed off. Like this is pretty closely yeah, connected yeah. to the first right. movie. Um, I like sequels like that. Yeah, for the for like some, that's it's a smart move. I feel like it's the easiest choice, and sometimes the easiest choice is the smartest one. Yeah, and I feel like with this one, it, it was a good choice. Yeah, it it was great. And right off, I'm like, oh man, is this going to be just as funny as I thought it was when I was a kid? For the most part, yes. Yeah, not all the way though. Okay. Um, and then and then we cut to the honeymoon, and we're just seeing them do Yona hun- trick. <laughs> yeah, and they're like. That's where there's all those all those funny bits of that that like pl- are jokes about fairy tales and stuff is just great. Like when they they go to the can like they go to a a suite and it's a it's a gingerbread house. It's a I think it's like Hansel's Inn or like yeah yeah, yeah. like Hansel and Gretel's Inn and then um what, there's a joke oh. in this movie about people leaving breadcrumbs right isn't there? I don't remember. No okay. But it was funny because uh, someone knocks on their door and they open it and it's a Little Red Riding Hood. And she runs away. And she runs away. And uh, yeah, all of that's good. It's been I a mean, couple days since we've seen this. I'm kind of forgetting some specific things. Oh, no. Don't admit that to the audience. They will never even notice. And while during this, I mean, there's an Academy Award-nominated song playing. So just think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. It was written for the movie, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And, and um the background to the movie is just so much more detailed. Yeah. It's only been three years and like it's so much more vibrant. Even the hair looks better. Like hair, looks, hair, better. hair looks more like hair. Yeah. And in the first one, it still looked pretty good. Yeah. We just, and we, we discussed that. We discussed that pretty thoroughly, but I think this, the step up in quality, cause we watched them back to back and the step up in quality is kind of nuts. Lighting's much better. Lighting's way better. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, this is this is when so they um they get a letter from um Fiona's parents who were the king and the queen of far far away um the kingdom far far away which is a pretty funny bit mm-hmm. the kingdom of far far away and that's when the horn player comes up and he does the Hawaii <laughs> 50 intro Oh is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah, Hawaii 50 the old TV show. Oh okay. Pretty funny bit. And then it's like, hey, we know you found your your Prince Charming, so come to the castle and... They want to give you their blessing. Give you their blessing. And Shrek is saying, heck no, baby. We can't do it. We're ogres. We're we ogres. can't go to civilized places. And then Fiona's like, but it's my parents. They love me. They'll love They're you. They're going to understand. They're going to understand. So she convinces him and they go and there's just a really funny bit of because donkey of course goes with them they can't leave without donkey yeah. and the whole he just can't he he's just such a little kid the whole time and i just really like that joke where shrek's already blown up because he's so annoyed with donkey and then that's that mm-hmm. shot where donkey's muzzle gets in right between them yes and fiona's reaction because she sees it and she starts backing away and closing her eyes yeah. and he does it. He, he pops, he makes that pop noise. Yeah. He's been Shrek making these pop out. noises the whole time. But I, Fiona's reaction is the funniest part to me. It really is. It's yeah, really that's some, funny. That's some good like character animation. Yeah. It was really She's good. just bracing for the impact. Yeah. Um, I would also, say that's that, a, by the way, which there are tons from this because for some reason the Shrek series became like, it's very like meme heavy. Like people yeah. love to make memes out of it which maybe we'll get into later um, on a different episode because I think there's a reason for that. But um, that that scene is something where a lot of times online people will cut like right when he's about to make a sound, you cut in like an annoying song or something like that. 
Oh, I've never seen that before. Anyway, it's pretty annoying. I saw it one time and I hated it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Oh, I was going to say that the, the people in this movie, because I know in the last episode I talked about how I really disliked the, the human animation and artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I still say that it's not my preference, but everyone looks a lot better. Yeah, and I really like how the king looks. There's something about him. I do too. Him. I like it too. He's. I like to look at him. His He's eyes cool. are just a smidge too big for him. And his facial and his, hair his is nice. And his hair is really nice. Yeah, yeah. The um the mom looks just like Prince Charming. Confusingly, it almost makes you wonder. And oh, she she oh. just looks like <laughs> whatever to me. Mm. But the fairy godmother looks really good. Yeah, I, I like think. the fairy godmother. Yeah, a lot. she yeah. looks great. Um, and Prince Charming looks, and this is because the animation is better. He looks, um, good. Mm-hmm. Like as opposed to if they, this movie was the 2001 version of the movie, it just would be creepy. Yeah. It's not as creepy. Yeah. I still not my favorite artwork, but it is definitely better. Yeah. Um, so then we're there. This is the, so when they meet, um, shrek they're they're walking down that aisle and they're doing that great thing where they're cutting between mm-hmm. his parents and then the shrek family and they're they're doing that funny comedy bit where one of them is saying a sentence and then the other one's finishing it but usually with a different like the sentence makes sense but maybe it's contradictory or something like that mm-hmm. and then they finally meet up and and uh you can tell that there's tension that she's an ogre. She tries to explain it. They have this dinner and Shrek and the dad fight because he's not happy about it. Yes. And he's basically, then the fairy godmother comes in. And pretty funny. Again, they're just taking these characters and and making the fairy godmother like this, like helpline. Yeah. um, Manufacturing She's kind of more like a witch than a fairy to me because she's yeah. all into the potion stuff. Not a complaint at all, really. Yeah. Because it's like, what else are they going to do? Because they can't not do the fairy godmother thing, I think. Mm-hmm. It's too clever and funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she... she like, if she's a witch, there's no switcheroo on that. She's a bad guy. You know, because witches are bad. So she's got to be a... Like classically and everything. So y- yeah. Have yeah, like, you seen Harry Potter? Well, no, but I mean, I'm imagine imagine I'm you're kidding. watching the movie and it's like, oh, I'm the witch. Yeah. Then you're watching it and you're oh, like, no, oh, you're she's right. a bad you're, guy. You're totally right, especially um, in a movie like this. Yeah. Um, Even though you find out early on that she's a bad guy, but But doesn't she give Shrek a business card? Mm-hmm. Why does she just kind of like, this is who I am? Like, well, she gives it to Fiona because Fiona's crying yes. and she's just a teardrop away and then Shrek takes it. But before that, that's when we, the dad, we find out that Prince Charming is fairy godmother's son, Mm -hmm. and they had this whole thing arranged with the king, and you find out that he met his wife because of her help. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a little complicated. He promised her, like, his princess. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, there's that great thing with them, like, driving in fairy godmother's car, and her and Prince Charming has like no personality at all. Oh, like no, she's, just she's completely a, a controlling baby. of him and he's, he's very much like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just said a that. whiny baby, a whiny baby. And she says, it's so funny. Cause when she, when she says that, uh, she's like, you're making me do something I hate doing to the King. Uh-huh. And then they, the car stops and you're like, Oh, she's going to like kill him or do something. Yeah. And she's like, you're making me break my diet. And they're in a yeah. drive through. <laughs> and I think it's funny that the, the Prince Charming orders a happy meal. Yeah. Of course. Cause he's a baby and the happy meal toy is like an ax, like an yeah, actual yeah. ax. And it's so funny. Yeah. Funny enough. That joke to me was like, I, Watching it now, I'm like, ooh, cut that one. Oh, I kind of like it's it. It's like a little too much, but um, it, it I, in theory, it is funny too. And as a kid, you it don't was know comedy. Funny. You don't know comedy. <laughs> but then, so then the king's like, I gotta kill this ogre. So he hires the most fearsome creature he can find, and that creature is Puss in Boots, who's a cat that has a sword, wears little boots, and wears a little hat. Mm-hmm. And he is pretty freaking cool. And he's mm-hmm. voiced by Antonio Banderas, which is great casting. Mm-hmm. And he's he's basically Zorro, so that's great too. He even does the the he carves a pea in a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you know that Puss in Boots is an actual character, like in like a like a fairy tale character? No, from I, what I thought they made it up. 
From what? Um, like how I, I don't old know, is like, it? Like hundreds of years old. Oh, really? It's this like mischievous cat that like is is a fearsome cat. And there there's this old movie that Hayao Miyazaki's one of the writers on. That's like the adventures of Puss in Boots. How come we haven't seen it yet? Yeah, it's crazy. It's from like 1964 or something like that. No way, really? Yeah. Well, we gotta watch it. So I, I yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's uh, so I, I thought they made it up for this series. I always thought that, but it's and and even the old movie, it's like he's got a hat, he's got a sword, and he wears boots. Dang, that so. is cool. <laughs> and so it's, I, I, I wonder what that movie's like mm-hmm. and what kind of jokes they make in that movie because this yeah. one, everything seems so organic. Right. It's so funny. It's it's kind of weird. I want, I'm want. i actually curious now how old Puss in Boots is. So, um, well, I can't really remember. What, so, like, the king makes that decision and then Trek and Fiona kind of have an argument about all this stuff. And I think Fiona kind of asks him, like, like, can you just try? To like get to know my mm-hmm. family, and then Shrek runs into. Well, he reads. He he finds her diary. Okay, I'm. Okay. I, I gotta jump in. It's from 1697. Whoa. Um. And where is it? Is it? Tales. Uh, the front piece to the earliest children under Mother Goose's tales. Who wrote it? Um. Author Giovanni Francesco Straparola Gambi Bitiski Basil Charles Peralt. So it's several writers. It's wait, can I put down the microphone for a second and go look at our bookcase for a second? Yes. Pause. So we were we were looking to see well, you were looking to see I have a book of old Italian um fairy tales. Fairy fables and fairy tales. And, and it, I, it, the name sounded familiar, so I thought it was that person, but it's not. Yeah, it's um it says the the first the first, the oldest telling is by Italian author Giovanni Francesco Straparallo, who included it in his The F- Fastitious Knights of Straparallo, 1550 f- to 53. So wow. it's that old. And guess what other names they call him? The Booted Cat and Master Cat. And then look at this picture. He's cool. He's like on <gasps> in full attire there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's just the Wikipedia oh Puss in Boots gosh. if you want to see this picture. Can we get this picture and frame it? It's pretty cool. This is like uh, perfect for a bath. <gasps> our bathroom's cat themed. We should get <gasps> it. Can we get yeah. it and put it in our bathroom? I think we will. I got to draw this. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah. I mean, he's cool. And he, what he does is he, um, it's an anthropomorphic cat who uses trickery and deceit to gain power, wealth, and the hand of a princess in marriage for his penniless and lowborn master. Pretty cool. Yep. I'm all about that puss. Yep. Um, so to get back to the <laughs> plot, so Shrek fri- finds Fiona's old diary from a child as when she was a child. And yeah. it's just filled with like Prince Charming stuff. Fiona Charming. Fiona Charming. Yeah. Fiona Charming. And I think it just said it, it kind of like softens his heart a little bit. You know, it humanizes her to him. Mm-hmm. And so he, he runs into her dad and was like, do you want to like spend some, like get to know each other? Let's start over. Yeah. And he invites him to go hunting. Yeah. The next morning. So Donkey and Shrek are going out, trying to find the location where the dad told him to go. Can't find it. Run into Puss in Boots. Yeah. And uh, that whole thing ends very quickly. He does not even come close to killing Shrek. And then he just is already on Shrek's side. There's really no, like, it's not really a, they've had to really convince each other over anything. Well, one thing so far in these two movies that I appreciate as like an older viewer now, but also like it's not the best writing in the world, is they just kind of go like from A to B to C to D to E to F, movie's over. Yeah. They don't like, true. they don't waste any time, which is kind of nice when you're watching an old animated film that's made for kids, mm-hmm. that it's just like a streamlined plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, you know, it doesn't have like the touch of, you know, like a Pixar movie where they can take their times with certain things or... Yeah, and I think it is kind of funny that um, Puss, Puss just like so quickly, it's just like, oh, okay, I'll just be on your team. Yeah. But it, there is an element of humor in that. Yeah. Um, but so Shrek does discover what, like that the dad was going to try and kill him. Mm-hmm. So he decides to go to the fairy godmother, godmother and seek help. Because she, yes. she like, he, he is made aware that she helps people. 
Yes. So he's going to go to her and see if he she can help him. And and that's all funny because it's like he shows up and there's like a... a oh, it's like a waiting room. Like a receptionist. Office. Yeah. Yeah. And the it's funny because the picture of the place is... Um, very like an old Dutch countryside, mm-hmm. like place with the the water like wheel thing. Yeah, yeah. And right behind it is like a where like a factory. It's like smokestacks that are that are put, putting out like pink and green and blue smoke. Yeah, and stuff. such a funny image. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's like she she basically like she does help people, but it is a business that she's running. Yeah, and and, and she's you, not very. You honest. brought up it's just like um uh mother right isn't her name or the uh, grandma grand grandmother in a uh, futurama oh yeah the person who owns the robot company yeah. and it's like you see every episode she's in it's like usually ads for robots and they're all nice and all that stuff and then and then it will cut to her like after the ad she's and she terrible. takes off her fat suit and she's like oh and she's just this tyrannical leader yeah that's trying to so rule funny. the world great and I this is that same so thing funny well, we're talking about a comedy, so True. that's a good thing. Um, and then that's when they they basically find out that they're not going to be able to be helped by her. So they well, don't doesn't he realize like well, what, she she makes it clear in a very rude way, like you're oh, terrible. Yeah, they do meet. Yeah, they do meet, and she was just she, like... She does that thing where she's like, "Let's see, Cinderella, no ogres. Yes, Beauty and the Beast, no ogres." And so she's basically telling him like, "You don't belong anywhere." Yeah. You should just leave now. And so what he does is resolves to steal her, um, like, what was the potion called? Well, they, they like, kind of break in. Yeah. And then Puss gets real high up in this bookshelf of, of potions, and he... He he just grabs like the only one he can because they get caught and it's it's true love's kiss or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's it's like you take the potion. It cr- it makes you the most perfect form of yourself or or something like the most beautiful version of you or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then you just kiss. And whenever your true love by midnight, you will s- you keep will your form. S- keep that form. Yeah. So sorry, I keep interjecting over you. No, no, that's fine. Um. So they successfully escape after destroying the warehouse. Potions going everywhere. All of the the guys who work for her, who are like minions before minions were a thing from Despicable Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all turned into birds, which I think <laughs> is super like doves, which is super funny. Yeah. Um, and so they leave. Fairy Godmother's like, we gotta stop. You know, we gotta get them. Mm-hmm. And then Donkey tries the potion before Shrek just to see what happens because they don't really know what's going on with yeah. it, and he turns into a beautiful stallion. Right. Uh, not immediately, though. Not no, immediately. No, no. They think that it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. And Shrek even drinks it too. Nothing happens. They f- they find a, a barn. They sleep there, and the and then when they wake up, Donkey's a beautiful stallion. And Shrek turned into Wreck It Ralph. Yes. And here's. But like the good looking version. Yeah. Uh. And and there's like all these maids around Shrek because it's the, he's yeah. a human now and he's so hot. Um. And Eddie Murphy's going ham on the script with with Steed stuff and being really intense because yeah. now Donkey's a, a white stallion and he's really excited. Yeah. Um. But man, Shrek is kind of scary to look at as a human. Mm-hmm. I I do not like how he looks as a human. It's it's uh. It's off putting. It's off putting, and it, it goes into the uncanny valley for me. It does. I mean, not yeah. Like in a way, it does. I'll just say yes. I'm not going to get too much into it because I'll be saying all those things that you just said. It's just a little... It's weird. Yeah, it is, for sure. Um, And then what What happens after that? Um, Well, he, he's, you know, he's like, oh, I'm perfect now. I'm perfect for Fiona. I'm going to go find her. I'm going to go kiss her. And then we'll be perfect because we'll be humans and no one will hate us. Yeah. That's his, that's his reasoning for it. But by the time he gets to the castle... He like can't get to her. I think the fairy godmother holds him back. Yeah, but the thing is, is like when they left, when they left the factory, the fairy godmother had known which potion they had stolen, so she was one step ahead of him and sent Prince Charming to the castle. And Prince Charming went up to Fiona and said that I'm Shrek. Yes, that's so right. that's that's like and fairy godmother's like keeping Shrek from her. So yeah. So, you know, Shrek's like, well, there's no point in doing anything now. And and this is so funny because it's like he, he's gone through all this crazy stuff with Fiona in the previous movie. Yeah. And then he s- sees 
kind of a little bit of a problem and it's it's all based on lies and stuff like that and he's just like okay well i guess fiona's gonna live with him now that's too bad i know when you think about it that way it's kind of ridiculous also like they're married so like (laughs) i know it's it's not it's it's very very fictional and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but it is kind of who his character is though he does give up easily if it wasn't for donkey yeah, would have, there would have never that's, been. That's an ending a good to point. It. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, he's always pushing him to confront things and face the facts. Okay, and all of this. Donkey, donkey is a good friend. Donkey is a good friend. Instead, um, but then eventually they overhear something or other about the the manipulation. Oh, you know what it is? When he shows up at the castle, he doesn't hear, but fairy godmother gets him in another room, and she goes, "Look, she fell in love with Prince Charming." Yeah. And then later he finds out that that Fiona was told it was Shrek and that she and and the whole time she's like really suspicious because yeah. now this Prince Charming guy is like waving to but crowds just, and he's really Shrek. into it. It's just not him. Yeah. And he's like, baby, it's the new me. Uh, Shagadelic, baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> nope. Um, so the <laughs> I had a cough. Their, their visit to Fiona's parents was all going to lead up to this like party celebrating their marriage. Like mm-hmm. a, like a reception, so you know by the time Shrek finds out that it's like right before the reception, and you know Prince Charming's planning on kissing her there, which will um, mm, sound familiar. <laughs> yeah, um, and then so Shrek needs to band his friends together, his fairy tale friends together to yeah. break in, and they do one of the funniest things in the movie, and they bake. They go to Drury Lane where the muffin man lives yeah. and they bake a giant gingerbread man mm-hmm. and his name's Mongo or something like Mondo. I think it's Mongo. Oh my gosh. It's such a, like one of the favorite things that for the Martinez kids. Yeah. And he helps them break into the castle. And earlier there was a cop spoof. Well, the, the, uh, I don't know how far into that it is, but Mongo <laughs> giant gingerbread <laughs> is trying to pull down the drawbridge and his uh. arms get, blown off or snapped off and he falls into the moat yeah and ginger the the little gingerbread man is like no and he goes and jumps onto him yeah and it's just like it's actually kind of sweet because <laughs> mongo's in the in the moat and he's just like oh <laughs> <laughs> yes we should also say before this um i know we talk about tom cruise too much in this podcast already but there is a, a Mission, oh, Mission Impossible, Impossible. Uh, spoof. So we got to mention it. Oh, yeah. Shrek, Shrek and Donkey are thrown into prison. Yeah, they get arrested. For and, what? Um, for, well, he's riding a white Bronco, which is the O.J. Simpson thing. <laughs> and, and it's like all being filmed and it's a spoof of cops. Um, yes, yes, yes. That's right. That's right. Um, it's called Knights. Yeah. And while he's there, or they get captured and all the fairy tales are watching TV on the mirror. Yes, yes. And then they go and they break them out and Pinocchio jumps down into this pit that they're locked mm-hmm. in and he does all this twist and it's playing the Mission Impossible music and he gets completely wrapped up in it. And, and then one of the funniest jokes in the movie, yeah. which is kind of a uh, little risque, but the they're like Pinocchio. We need you to lie so that the nose will grow and they'll be able to unlock Shrek and Donkey. And when they're there, um, he's like, I don't know. Just say a, Pinocchio goes. I don't know what what to lie about. And he goes, Just say a lie. Like I'm wearing ladies' underwear. And then he goes, I'm not wearing um, ladies' underwear. I'm uh, I'm wearing a ladies' underwear. Oh right, and nothing happens. And nothing <laughs> happens to his nose. And then they're like, Are you? And he's like no, I'm not wearing a lady's underwear. And then, of course, his yeah. nose grows. And then and then Gingerbread Man, like, pulls his pants, and he goes, it's a thong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so funny. It's a great bit. Yeah. Um, and earlier, they also, the one of the funniest jokes, too, is when Prince Charming says um, that when he got to the castle, all he saw was a gender-confused wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Um. So they break him out, and um, and the the um, leading up to the big reception party is like a red carpet thing that's going yeah, on, and, and like, Joan Rivers is hosting. Joan it. Rivers is hosting, and it's actually her, not no like yeah, fairy right. tale or anything. It's like I'm Joan Rivers at the red carpet for Shrek yeah. and Fiona, and it's hilarious because these fairy tales are getting out like Sleeping Beauty. They open her limo, and she just falls, and she's asleep. <laughs> yeah. And then what was the other one? Um, 
Oh, oh, it was the Hansel and Gretel. They come out and they're throwing breadcrumbs yes. and Joan Rivers goes, I don't know why they're throwing breadcrumbs everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's such funny. a good joke. Yeah. And then Fairy Godmother shows up. It didn't say Fairy Godmother. That word <laughs> didn't come out correctly. Um, yeah. So that's so funny. It's like one of the best parts of the movie too. Yeah. We said that like three times. Uh-huh. Um, so Shrek and all of his guys come in and in his ensemble is you got Mongo, you got Gingerbread Man, you have Pinocchio, mm-hmm. you have Three Blind Mice, and I think they have the pigs too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the pigs are and Then there. they have the pigs. With Puss and Donkey. Yeah. And then they, they come in. The dad has, like, another potion that will make her fall in love with whoever she kisses. Um, and he puts it yes. in tea. And then... Yona is who he did it to. Yeah, but then he, he switches him mm-hmm. because he feels really bad about it. Mm-hmm. And she drinks the tea. And then Prince Charming kisses her really quick and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and this is right before midnight because Shrek needs to, to kiss her by midnight. Yeah, and there's a you know a fight sequence kind of thing, and and fairy godmother sings a song and like sexily sit, lays on a piano, and um, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, that's then, the song I need a hero. Yeah, yes, that's right. And then you know the movie resolves. Wait, who plays right? her? I didn't look at her. You didn't look at the fairy godmother. I forgot. That's right. What are you thinking? I mean, I mean, is there? So so then what oh my gosh I am I'm stuttering right now. Um Jennifer Saunders. Any any highlights there? Mm, she was in that movie Isn't It Romantic that came out this year. Oh wow. How romantic. She's in the movie Sing. You know all okay. those animals singing. She's yeah. in Coraline. Oh. Miss April Spink. Who is that? I bet it's one of the ladies that live in the basement. Oh, you're right. You're totally right. She's in the video game Fable. Okay. Just a video game I've always wanted to play. Anyway, she seems to be in a lot of singing things. She's in two episodes of Friends. She's in Spice World. She's in one episode of Roseanne. Oh. She's been around the block. Um. Anyway, the so basically, Shrek succeeds. He he. They accept their ogerness, and he they well, wait he, till after midnight to kiss. Yes. And then it's true love. Everything's great, but then the dad. Turn uh, the fairy godmother's like you messed all this up. I'm making you go back to what you were, and she turns him into a little frog. Well, she turns him. He, she basically turns him back into what yeah, he was. Yeah, I was gonna say because he used to be a frog, mm-hmm. and then um, and then did, she gets eaten by the dragon, right? She does. Doesn't she disappear? She like dies. She turns into bubbles. I thought. Oh yeah, she turns into bubbles. Um. Oh yeah, because she shoots her wand around, and then like Pinocchio and the pigs grab it, and they shoot her with it. Yeah, she turns into bubbles. Yeah. Um. Because the dragon's not in this movie, except no. at the very beginning. No. Um. And then they accept their ogreness, and everything's fine. And and then you think, you know what? That's a pretty great sequel. It's not better, I don't think. Do you think it's better? I thought it was funnier. I think it's funnier. But I think um, I think also some of the comedy like goes past the story, whereas like all most of the comedy in the first movie like serves the story and is. But this one, they they rely a lot on like pop culture bits and stuff, which is you're right. Bad. Yeah, you're right. But I, I mean, think the first one is better than if you think about it. Yeah, like that. you watch it, you know, fifteen years later, and you're like, okay, I only think that's funny because I barely remember that. Yeah, I guess that used to be a thing, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but and I think the story to the first movie is better. Mm-hmm. But I think this is a nice, like, way to integrate a sequel, mm-hmm. and I think it works. I think so too. Um, it's just like slightly not as good as the first Shrek. Okay. I think. Okay. You can disagree. I I think I technically agree. I like. What does your one heart more. say? No, this one was funnier, so I liked it more. Okay. That's what I'm basing these movies on. Which <laughs> yeah. funnier? Um, also, Puss is in it. I know Puss is a great. Great thing. My I'm, favorite. I, do you think that we're going to like his movie? I don't know. I don't even know anything about it. Because it's a whole movie of just him. It's Puss in Boots. And well, knowing now that he's got like centuries of backstory. It'll probably be There's so good. much to tell. What if we walk away with this as that as our number one in the series? That's probably going to happen. I mean, it's 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 an hour and a half of like the cool cat. Yep. Um, But then there is back in the day... For uh, the listeners, just go back with us. Remember when DVD menus used to have special features? 
And they actually meant something. And they actually meant something. So this one had a very famous one, which was Far, Far Away Idol, where you would click on that option, and then people are at the last set of the movie, and Simon Cowell comes out, animated, and sits down with Shrek and Fiona, and they judge uh, all the characters from the movie singing different songs that are usually puns about who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see clearly now the the three blind mice sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Domo Ribato, Mr. Rogato. Domo Arigato. That's what it is. The robot song is sung by... By Pinocchio. Yeah. And um, so all of that stuff. And then when you'd get to the end, you could vote. Mm-hmm. And whichever one you voted on, I think there was one where this didn't happen. I don't remember which one, but on all of them, you'd, you'd click it. And then Simon Cowell would be like, horrid. I can't believe it. And then he sings a song. Mm-hmm. Pretty funny bit. And especially since it's not a part of the movie, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. If it was like in the movie, it'd be horrible mm-hmm. to watch that now. Um, since American Remember how Idol weird the mice relevant? looked when they were singing and dancing? Re- no. Was it? Was, did your sister make that comment with me then? I don't know. It was just oh. like they their animation was like kind of wrong. It was weird. Really? They looked so weird. Oh, I don't think I noticed. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was pretty funny. Well, I'm sure they tried to cut some corners on that. Oh, you, you could know. tell, Micah. Believe me. I I totally missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But that's Shrek too. Hmm. Do we got any other things to throw out about Shrek 2? It's funny. You should watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's... I recommend it. This has been interesting so far. So far, I'm liking the movies. Me too. But next is Shrek 3. And I have not seen it. And I saw it in theaters as a kid. Um, I think it came out in like 2006, so I'd have been like a sixth grader. And I did not like it. I thought it was horrible. We'll find out. And so... We will see what happens on Shrek the third next week. Um, don't forget to rate, rate, review, review. And subscribe. if you haven't subscribed, do it now. And if you if you have a friend that wants to listen, show them how to subscribe. Maybe they don't use their podcast app too much. Get them into the game, please. We're Shrek. It's the Shrekening. We, we want to have everyone, fun with you. We want to with Shrek. Yes, I couldn't have been said any better than my wife Jordan. I love you. I love you too. Good night. Good night, everybody.